Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are speaking all about the Escape Collection at Walt Disney World. This show is a complete overview of everything you need to know about the Escape Collection. And I am joined today by Escape Bride Josie Ganser Miller, who was married at Walt Disney World. Welcome, Josie. Thanks, Carrie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Before we get into all the details of Escape, can you tell my listeners a little bit about how you ended up having an Escape wedding at Walt Disney World? It was really kind of an easy decision for us, actually. My husband comes from a family of Disney lovers, and he has been to Disney World every year for his whole entire life. So we both came together with this love of Disney, and of course, we still vacation there regularly. So when it came time for us to get married, we just knew that was kind of like the defining place for us as a couple and what we really wanted to do. So then, of course, the question is, well, which package do we go with? And that was a little bit harder. (laughs) But we ended up deciding on the escape package because we wanted to make sure that our families could be there and some of our closest friends. But we didn't really want to have this whole big destination wedding where we had to ask lots and lots of people to travel. So we ended up doing a big reception at home for everyone. And we just took our immediate families and our two best friends. So the escape package was just the perfect fit for that goal. That's awesome. What location did you use? We used the wedding pavilion. And, you know, that was kind of another debate for us. We really, since we were doing this big party at home, we debated about doing the memories collection and getting married on the beach at the Polynesian, which is our favorite resort. But we ended up going with the wedding pavilion because, it, well, first of all, it's beautiful. And we we really love that we could see the castle and really get the Disney feel, but also have this kind of fancy, elegant affair. So we knew that we wanted to play dress up. (laughs) Basically, we didn't want a super casual wedding. So that made it kind of easy for us to fit into the wedding pavilion because it is so classy and classic. That's awesome. Well, this is great stuff. And I think you're going to have a lot of great tips for anyone who's interested in the escape collection at Walt Disney World. So the escape package is generally where people start looking when they first investigate Disney weddings because it's bigger than the memories collection, which is really an elopement. Like Josie talked about, it would just be the two of you and four other guests. And then there's also the wishes collection, which isn't a package. It's a completely a la carte wedding, and it has some fairly high minimum expenditures. So often when people first investigate Disney's fairy tale weddings, the escape package sounds like a great option because it's for 18 guests, so 20 people, including the couple, and it has everything you need for one flat price. You can also use it for a vow renewal. Disney treats vow renewals interchangeably with weddings, so everything we talk about on the show today would also apply if you want to do a vow renewal at Walt Disney World. 
So like we said, you can have up to 18 guests, so 20 people total. Escape collection events are only available Monday through Friday, and they aren't available on holidays. Sometimes that's the determining factor. If someone really wants to get married on a Saturday or on New Year's Eve or something like that, they would then go to wishes. But if you fit in those parameters, it can be a great way to inexpensively have everything you need for a wedding. The prices now range from $5,000 to $9,000, depending on what time of year you want to have your wedding or vow renewal, and also which location you want to use. So we'll talk more about those in a second. So what do you get in the package? It comes with, as I said, everything you need for a basic wedding. You get a fresh floral bridal bouquet and then a boutonniere. If you are two grooms, you get two boutonnieres. And if you are two brides, you get two bouquets. For music, they add a violinist into the package and they play through the ceremony and they also do the little cake and champagne reception that is included. It's a two-tier cake which if you eat the whole cake serves almost 50 people, but they say it serves like 20 people because they save your top layer. You don't have to save the top layer. We ate the top layer for breakfast. <laughs> that is what I recommend because who wants to yeah. eat stale cake a year later? You can just have Disney make you another one. <laughs> right. And that's exactly what we did. And we had cake for breakfast every day for the rest of our trip. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's fabulous. Uh, and then you also get a Mickey and Minnie themed cake topper. And if the cake design that you choose doesn't accommodate the topper, they will put it on the cake table next to the cake so it's a nice little decoration and that celebration we'll talk a bit more when we talk about the timeline usually lasts oh maybe 20 minutes and Josie will share her experience with that but it's not a full reception so it's just you cut the cake you do your first dances you drink your champagne you also get included in the package a four consecutive hour limousine charter. So what you can use that for is to bring you and your guests, because it makes multiple trips, to the ceremony site. Again, we'll talk about later what you can do with that if you don't need it and where it can go. We did different things with that too, yeah. Okay, great. So it'll be good to, to hear what you did about that. Also included, the services of a professional Disney fine art photographer for up to two hours, and it comes with a 20-print, 6-inch by 9-inch reversible album. Josie, maybe you can tell us what reversible means. Can you read it backwards and forwards? <laughs> yeah, I think that is all, all I mean by that. I'm not entirely sure, but it, it doesn't have words on the inside. It just has pictures on both sides of all the pages. Oh. Um, they are really beautiful, though. It's beautifully bound. It's very professional looking. So it's nice to kind of put on display. Oh, that's great. Okay. Now, new for 2017 is they are now also including a disc or a USB drive of all of your high-resolution images in the escape package. And this is huge because you used to have to pay a ton of money extra to get, you know, the digital files. And when you have the digital files, you then don't have to buy prints or albums from Disney. You can get them printed pretty much anywhere. So this is a great addition to the escape collection. That's amazing. We paid a lot of money for ours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they just have finally caught up with modern photography and are realizing that it's what people want. So Sure. And then the last thing you get is an on-site wedding coordinator for your event. And Disney makes a distinction about this because you don't have any sort of planning session. And while there is the opportunity to work with your planner over email and sometimes by phone, they are not going to be giving you as much hand-holding as with, say, a customized wishes collection package. And we'll talk about how that works. It's because this package is so easy for Disney to pull off, there's not a lot that either of you have to do to plan it. 
Now, the escape collection does not come with any kind of a reception or a meal. You can add some drinks, and occasionally I've seen people add appetizers to the cake and champagne celebration. But if you want to do any kind of formal event afterward, you can either make a regular restaurant reservation anywhere on property or wherever you want to go. You can add a catered event, which would be like a reception planned through your Disney's Fairy Tale Wedding Planner, but there are some restrictions that keep it from being a full-blown reception. So they won't let you have a DJ and dancing. It only lasts two hours. It's just a meal. But it's if you can afford it, it's a great way to easily plan a meal following the escape collection and not have to worry about finding a restaurant because a lot of the resort restaurants are closed at lunchtime. So if you have a midday wedding, wedding it might be a little tricky. And we'll go into detail about that a bit later on. We did a regular old dining reservation. And I have some good tips for people who are looking to do that because I kind of researched all the options. And we ended up doing it at the Grand Floridian Cafe. And it was amazing. The food was awesome. The service was awesome. They could accommodate a table of 17 people. And it was just really beautiful. So I I highly recommend doing something like that. If you know, you can't fit in the catered experience into the budget that just the the whole dinner thing was really nice for us. That's great to hear. Okay, so if you decide that the escape collection is what you want to do, there is a $1,000 deposit due within two weeks of booking. And the balance of the package price is due 30 days before the day of the wedding or the vow renewal. Now, of that deposit, they will hold back, I believe it's about $350 to cover any overages. So $700 is applied toward the package price, and then you have to pay, and then they'll refund you the $350 after the event if you didn't add champagne at the last second or anything like that. Now, you can start working with Disney about nine months before the date that you want to have your escape collection event, but you can't book until eight months out. So when you start talking to them, they can pencil you in, which is not any kind of firm confirmation, but it just lets that planner know, okay, there's somebody interested in this location on this date and this time, but you have to wait till eight months out to book. Now, this can be really stressful for a lot of people, especially if you're planning from the UK, Australia, someplace out of the country because you need to make plans for your trip. But you can rest assured that there's not a ton of competition for escape wedding locations and times, except for perhaps the wedding pavilion, because that's the most popular location. But in general, especially if you're interested in the Yacht Club gazebo, which we'll talk about in a second, which is probably the least popular place to have your escape event, you, as long as you're flexible with times in the day or maybe day of the week during your stay, you should have no problem booking your event at eight months out. We booked it six months out and we had no trouble. We just kind of decided we were ready one day and planned our wedding in six months. <laughs> so we did it really quick and we had no trouble at all. You were saying earlier, you know, if you really want to get married on a holiday or a weekend, then the escape package doesn't work for you. We got married on a Wednesday and I got, you know, made fun of a little bit for that. Like, who gets married on a Wednesday? But I had good reasoning, and that is travel is cheapest if you are traveling midweek. So it was really great for everybody who was flying into Disney for the wedding. The flights were not terribly expensive. Flying from Pennsylvania and Maryland, everybody got them for less than $200. So that was really attractive to me. I was trying to minimize expenses for our guests. And so, you know, I guess getting married on a Wednesday is a good way to do that. And like I said, we booked just only six months out and we had no trouble getting everything we wanted. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I highly recommend also doing a weekday wedding because like you say, the flights are so much cheaper, hotels are usually cheaper. And when people come to Disney, they're on vacation. They don't know it's Wednesday. I mean, maybe they know it's Wednesday, but it's not a typical Wednesday. It's day X of their trip. So I don't think that once they get there, it's going to be a big deal that you're getting married on a Tuesday or a Thursday or Wednesday or whatever. Exactly. Now, another requirement of the escape collection is that you book a four-night stay at Walt Disney World, and you can't have the event on the day that you check in. So you would need to check in at least the day before your wedding or your vow renewal. Now, any Disney-owned resort counts, including the Disney Vacation Club resorts. So if you do own Disney Vacation Club or you're renting points, that's totally fine. But you wouldn't be able to stay at, say, the Swan and Dolphin because it's not owned by Disney. So that wouldn't count. You also don't have to have your reservation number right away. So if you're really excited and you want to book because it's your eight-month-out mark but you don't have a hotel yet, that's okay. They will give you time to then come back to them with the number for your reservation. The great thing about the escape package is that tax and service charge are included in the price you see on the website. There are no hidden fees. I am often asked, you know, well, what are the hidden fees? You can't really have a wedding for $5,000 at Disney. Yes, you can. Unfortunately, their website makes it seem like there are additional fees, but I think they are covering themselves because if you add something to the package, then there will be tax on that and possibly service charge on that. So they have a ton of asterisks all over the pricing for escape on the website, but do not worry if all you do is what is included in the package and you don't add anything, that is exactly what you're going to pay. We added very minimally. And we, I think the only things that we added, like I said, we subbed out the limousine. We had them take that. We had, we took the limousine to our cruise after we were done in Disney World. And the only other add-on that I made was an upgrade of my bouquet. I wanted them to add like Mickey gems and stuff. And so we were under $6,000. Prices have gone up just a little bit. Um, But we had $300, I think, in overages. And we did transportation and upgraded my bouquet. And that was it. That's awesome. So let's talk about the prices for the Escape Collection. Disney now prices out all of its weddings and vow renewals by season. So they have a high season and a low season. The low season, which is the cheapest season, runs from January through April and then July through August. And the high season runs from May to June and then from September to December. So if you're interested in the outdoor resort locations, so that would be the Wedding Gazebo at the Yacht Club or Seabreeze Point, those would cost you $5,000 during low season and $7,000 during high season. Now, if you're interested in the Wedding Pavilion or Canada Terrace at Epcot, those locations cost $7,000 in the low season or $9,000 during the high season. But at the Wedding Pavilion, the price also includes an organist. So the violinist that's included in the package plays at your cake and champagne reception, and the organist plays at your ceremony. And a lot of people say, well, I don't want organ music. I wanted a piano or I want something else. The organ is basically an electric keyboard, and they can make it sound like anything. So don't worry about that. And your planner may even be able to send you samples of the different types of instruments that the organ can sound like. I think we just had traditional piano sound, and we loved it. Oh, that's great. That's great to hear. And then if you're interested in Canada Terrace, that is the same price as the Wedding Pavilion, but it is the only in-park location. So sometimes people say, well, what if I want to get married in Animal Kingdom or can I get married in France? The only in-park location available for escape weddings is 
Canada Terrace. And one of the reasons the price is higher is that they need to include a minibus to transport all your guests backstage. They also include microphones because there is a waterfall at the ceremony site in Canada, and it's a little bit noisy, so those help out with that. Now, the ceremony times depend on your location as well. So if you're going to get married at the wedding pavilion, your choices are 10 a.m., noon, 2.30 p.m., and 5 p.m., Monday through Thursday. And if you want to get married on a Friday, the only choices are 10 a.m. and noon. And that is because the wedding pavilion is really popular with wishes events, and they also seem to like to do later weddings, so they get priority there. Now, if you're doing Seabreeze Point or the Yacht Club Gazebo, the ceremony times are 10 a.m., noon, 2.30 p.m., and 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, except during daylight savings time when they they say that the 5 o'clock p.m. ceremony is not offered. Now, I have not heard of anybody actually running into this, and I don't know if it's because it's new, but this would be something that would be interesting to ask about if you do have your heart set on a 5 p.m. ceremony and it's during daylight savings time. And then the Canada Pavilion at Epcot only has one available time because you have to do it before World Showcase opens to day guests, and that is 9 a.m. So for some people, it's a little early, but having been married in World Showcase, I can tell you it's totally worth it to get up that early. (laughs) (laughs) So now let's talk about what you can add to the package and what you can swap with the package. You should know that there's almost nothing you can remove from the package and get credit for. So a lot of times people will say, well, I don't need this or I don't need that. They might let you change it for something else, but they're not going to give you a credit and charge you less for the package. So first of all, you can't swap any of the ceremony locations. As I said, the Canada Pavilion and Epcot, and then the two at the resort and the Wedding Pavilion, these are the only locations at which Disney will perform escape collection events. And it's because it's very easy for them, everything's set up. To have a new location would take too much time and effort, and at that point, you should be having a wishes, I guess, is their thinking. So unfortunately, if you don't like any of these locations, you need to consider doing wishes or mini wishes, which is a cheaper way to do wishes, and which I have a whole show about, and I'll put the link in the post for this episode. There's also no credit, as I said, for refusing parts of the package, but you can change some parts of the package. So first of all, you can change the bouquets and the boutonnieres. They have a selection for you to choose from. There's like, I don't know, it's a pretty good amount, 10 or 12 different bouquet styles and then matching boutonnieres. And in some of those, if you like them but you want to change the color, you can swap the color of the flower for any color that it naturally occurs in. You can also upgrade. So like Josie added Mickey crystals to her bouquet, you can say, I want to pay more to have a crazy over-the-top cascade bouquet, or I want you to put in a charm, or, you know, they have a whole section in the little kit they send you that's like all kinds of neat little rhinestone-y things you can stick in your bouquet. So, So that's one thing you can change. You can also add floral decor. So if you want rings of flowers on the backs of the chairs or petals down the aisle, they have these set packages that they will tell you about that are pretty pricey. I think, I don't know if any of them are less than $1,000, but you don't have to stick with that package. You could just get the swagging. You could just get the petals. So let them know what you're interested in and they will get you a price for adding that on. And then the other thing is you can also bring your own bouquet. So if you know somebody who's a florist or you get a really great price from a local Orlando florist or you buy one on Etsy, you can do that. There's no problem with bringing in your own personal bouquet. You just can't bring in your own decor. So you can't be like, we're going to hang our own balloons from the ceiling at Seabreeze Point. They do not allow any outside vendors for decor at outdoor locations. 
I didn't add any decor either. We talked about getting a an aisle runner that said happily ever after and doing the rose petals, but the Disney prices were just more than I felt it was worth. So we just didn't really add any decor and they don't let you add any decor to the wedding pavilion either from outside vendors. So we just didn't do it. But I also think that's the value in getting married at the wedding pavilion that it's it already feels like a wedding and it's already so beautiful that you don't really need to if you don't want to. Right. Yeah. And I think that's true of all the Disney locations. They're already so beautiful. You know, just the gazebo at Seabreeze Point or at the Yacht Club, they are great looking by themselves and they're surrounded by gardens. And so most people, I think, when they do escape, they don't add a lot of floral and decor. Oh, and if you are interested in seeing what the options are for the bouquets and boutonnieres, I have photos of those on DisneyTravelBabble.com in the weddings section. Now, the other thing that you get to choose is the design and flavor of your cake. So like the bouquet, they have some standard cake designs, and I also have the photos of all of those on DisneyTravelBabble.com, and they allow some color swaps. So there's this one design that has sort of a neat scrolly pattern, and if you wanted to change that into a different color, they can do that. The cakes are two tiers, and like we said, they feed a lot of people, (laughs) and you can get different flavors in each tier at no extra charge. So if you want the top to be marble with chocolate mousse and the bottom to be almond with almond crunch mousse or something, that's no problem. There's no extra charge for that. The cake flavor choices are chocolate, yellow, marble, and almond. So that's what you can do for your cake. And then the filling choices, the standard choices for escape, are chocolate mousse, white chocolate mousse, strawberry mousse, raspberry mousse, chocolate buttercream or vanilla buttercream, caramel milk chocolate, orange scented milk chocolate, and then amaretto with almond crunch. Now, if you have seen on DisneyTravelBabble.com or in the Passporter, Wishes Collection cakes, they have a bazillion different flavor options. And there is no prohibition on asking for one of those for your cake. Your mileage may vary. Uh, Sometimes, for some reason, they tell you that you're going to have to pay $5 extra if you want peanut butter mousse or something, which I have no idea why because it's not like they don't make that for other cakes. (laughs) But if you do have another flavor you know about or something that you're interested in, carrot cake or something, talk to your planner and see if it's possible for you to upgrade to that. That's my one regret about our wedding. (laughs) I'm so sad that I didn't ask them to make me a gray stuff cake. We had an almond cake with raspberry mousse, and it was delicious. Don't get me wrong, but if I would have known that I, I would have paid any amount of money to have a gray stuff cake, and I didn't know that I could do that. Oh, well, maybe for an anniversary, you can go back and get a cake made. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the other thing you can do to upgrade the cake is you can pay to add fresh flowers. So just like with floral and decor, it depends on what flowers you want, how many flowers you want. So you would need to work with your planner on that. Now, the one thing that's a little up in the air, you might be able to pay to upgrade the design. And if you do, the price is going to depend on the style. So if you wanted a Mad Hatter-shaped cake, those have set prices and a set number of tiers. The two-tier one, it starts at like $450. Sometimes people get different answers on this. It used to be a standard thing that if you wanted to upgrade, they would count the cake as a $200 credit toward whatever the price of a custom cake would be. Then for a couple of years, they started telling people, nope, you can't change them at all. You're stuck with these five designs. But then you start to hear about people being able to change the design again. So I always say it never hurts to ask. And if it's something you want to go to the mat for and you're willing to compromise on other things, talk to your planner about it because it can be really important to people. We had just the standard scrolls cake with 
all, we left it all white. You know, actually, we I asked them to change the color of the flowers. There are little flowers on the side, and I asked them to make them hot pink, and they weren't. They didn't come out hot pink. They said they would do it. They weren't going to charge me, but then they were white anyway. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so again, ask, ask, keep your fingers crossed and hope that if the, even if they said yes, that it's actually going to happen. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, and I, I don't think I even noticed during the cake and champagne celebration. I don't think I noticed until later. So it wasn't that important to me, but yeah, just a weird thing. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Now, another thing that you can upgrade is the musician. So the violinist comes with the basic package. If you're getting married at the wedding pavilion, you also get an organist. If you want to have somebody else instead, like a guitarist or a harpist, you can do that, but you have to pay full price for them. So like a harpist is $800, a guitarist is $600, a bagpiper is $600. So it's not really a swap if you want to change them out. What can the musician play? A lot of times people are worried that they have to pick from the Disney songs listed in the escape planning kit, but their musicians are super talented and they can play pretty much anything if you bring them sheet music or you send sheet music to your planner. So, and I've actually interviewed one of the Disney violinists and he's really great about, if he doesn't know it, he'll learn it, but he already has a huge repertoire of songs. So often when people ask for things on the spot, like if a guest has a request, he can play that right there. The alternative would be if you really want to have the recording of a certain song, you can pay for an iPod hookup, but it gets pretty pricey, especially if you're outdoors. At the Wedding Pavilion, I think they only charge like $250 or something, but outdoors it could be up to $800 if they have a technician to run it and all of that stuff. So sometimes people just bring little portable stereos or Bluetooth speakers for their phones and do it that way. We loved our violinist so much. So unless you're dead set on picking some other type of musician, I highly recommend keeping the violinist. He was amazing. And like Carrie mentioned, some of our guests were asking for requests. Um, You know, specifically, my father-in-law had all these, you know, songs that were taken in back. And the violinist knew every single one. And he just played them. As soon as somebody called something out, it was so fun. And he was really incredible. So I highly recommend sticking with them. They're amazing. That's so great to hear. Now, another type of entertainment that you can add is Disney characters or entertainers. So this would be like the Fab Five, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Pluto, Goofy. Or if you wanted to add one of Disney's face characters like the Major Domo, who is this guy in a powdered wig who brings the rings on a pillow and he'll announce you guys and stuff like that, you can add those for an additional price. For characters, they just changed the price on these a little bit, unfortunately. The first character would cost $1,200, and then each additional character at the same appearance would be another $500. And then the other themed entertainers, like the Major Domo or the Butler, they start at around $800. So there are prices in the planning kit that your planner will send you, and if you want to create a character or you have questions about one you've seen that you don't see in the planning kit, you can ask your planner. One thing to know is that the characters cannot be present when alcohol is being served, so they will stop serving champagne and stuff. Or if you added a bar, they would stop that while the characters are there, but it's not a big deal. I've never heard anybody complain about it. And the other thing is they can't come to the ceremony. They only come to the cake and champagne reception. 
Now, transportation, you can use the limo that's included for multiple trips. So like if you are at the wedding pavilion, you could have it go to the front of the Grand Floridian and get people and bring them back and forth to take them to the wedding pavilion. And then after the ceremony, it could drive them to the Grand Floridian Convention Center for your cake and champagne reception. It's four hours of consecutive service, so you can't break it up. You can't have them go away and then come back so that you could extend how long you get the limo. But as Josie mentioned, if you don't need it at all during the ceremony, you can actually use it during another part of your stay. So some common things people do is they might take the limo to get their marriage license in town, or they might have it pick them up or drop them off at the airport. As long as you use the four hours consecutively, you can use it any time during your stay. We were doing a cruise, so we stayed on property for five days, and then we did a four-day cruise. And so when we left our resort hotel, we had the limo take us to Port Canaveral, and that was awesome. It kind of felt like we got special treatment when we arrived there, too, (laughs) maybe just because we showed up in a limo. I don't know, but it was really cool. So we felt like that was a good use of the limo. And for us, the day of the wedding, we had a town car pick us up. One other thing that we added was an extra hour of photography. And so we did a photo shoot at the Contemporary before our ceremony. So we had a town car pick us up at our resort and take us to the Contemporary where we met Stephanie, our photographer, who's amazing. And we had an hour with her there and then the car took us over to the wedding pavilion. We had vans pick up our guests and take them to the wedding pavilion and then take everybody back to their resorts after dinner. And then we kind of had like a pool party at our resort after everything else was over. So we kind of pieced together different options and used our limo separately. And that just was more cost effective for us because not everybody was staying at the same resort. It wasn't really going to work out to have the limo take all of our guests to the wedding pavilion. And we had kind of a weird breakdown for our cake and champagne ceremony. We weren't able to have it in a ballroom at the Grand Floridian, which is where they traditionally have them. So we didn't need limo service right after for anything because we were also having dinner at the Grand Floridian. So that's why we kind of scratched that. It would have been longer than four hours and we kind of did our own transportation options. This is a really great point. One-way vans and town cars are really inexpensive option. Town cars are about $30 each way and vans are $42 each way. And if you want to add transportation for your guests before and after the ceremony, you can do like Josie did. And it's a really nice thing to do for your guests because Disney Resort transportation can take a long time and sometimes you have to change. And if you've never been to Disney before, it can be sort of confusing and complicated. So I highly recommend if you are going to add something to add transportation for your guests. And as Josie was saying, it's not that expensive and the payoff is really worth it. Yeah, it was definitely worth it. Now, you can also add specialty transportation. So this is sort of the transportation that looks good but doesn't go very far. (laughs) So like Cinderella's glass coach for $2,950. If you're at the wedding pavilion, they pick you up at the Grand Floridian. They take you to the wedding pavilion. You After the ceremony, you come out, you hop in it, you make a circle once. And then if you are going to your reception at the Grand Floridian Convention Center, it would take you there. But it couldn't, say, take you from your resort to Epcot for the Canada Terrace ceremony. You could get a car. 
So they have like a Rolls Royce, they have a Model T, they have different kinds of vintage cars, and those are a little bit cheaper. They are usually somewhere between $650 and $900, and your planner can tell you what cars are available and how much they cost. But you can't swap the limo that's included in the package for specialty transportation. So unfortunately, you couldn't be like, I don't want the limo. Let's have Cinderella's coach instead. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Now, the other thing included in the package is two hours of photography, and that usually starts 30 minutes before the ceremony. So if you don't want to see each other before the ceremony, they will shoot the bride and some of the family members waiting in the lobby of the resort for the event. And then if you do see each other before, you could do your first look together and then do your portraits together and then go straight to the ceremony and then your cake and champagne reception afterward. And then if there's any time left, you might want to go around the resort where your ceremony was held and take pictures together. Now, as Josie said, you can add hours of photography. So if you want to get more photos together or like she wanted to start with more photos together, they now charge $250 for each hour of additional photography. And, of course, you get that album we mentioned, the 20-print Jasmine album. You can upgrade that for an additional charge if you want more prints in it or if you want a different type of album. And now, in 2017, they include a disc or a USB drive of all your images digitally so that you can take those and get those printed anywhere. There's not a watermark on them. You don't need to have a release or anything. So that is a really great bonus. That is an awesome bonus. I highly recommend doing an extra hour of photography because you can't pay 250 for just a one-hour session with any of these photographers. So the value of adding an hour is really incredible. And some of our favorite photos from our wedding are from that bonus hour. We originally wanted to do it after the ceremony, but it just didn't work out that way. We got married at 2.30. We had this dinner scheduled and, you know, the cake and champagne, of course. And so we wouldn't have been able to do that until really late at night. And of course, that just didn't really work out. So we opted for the hour before and it was perfect. It was amazing to get us kind of, you know, this moment in time, just the two of us on our wedding day that we got to spend together. It kind of gets you in this like sappy romantic mood and I really loved it so we you know we debated about not seeing each other before the ceremony and we ultimately decided like yeah we're just not that traditional we'll we'll be okay with it and it was the best decision we made we love our photos from that bonus hour so I really think that's probably just a really great value and something that I think everybody should consider That's great. Yeah, I highly recommend doing a first look. And I have a whole show about why you should do a first look and how even grooms who are usually the people who are nervous about doing a first look or think it won't be special or they're superstitious, then when they actually do one, they realize that it's even more special because, as Josie said, you get this intimate time together, just the two of you. You're not in the headlights at the altar. You can actually talk to each other. And it really sets you up, especially if one of you is nervous, to have a better day because you've gotten all that nervous stuff out of your system. Right. Now, the other thing you can do is you can bring your own photographer to your Disney wedding. You can even bring one if your ceremony is in Canada now because the photographer signs a release and you pay a $90 escort fee. But a lot of people choose to do this because they cannot guarantee you that you're going to get a specific Disney wedding photographer and the quality varies greatly. So like Stephanie is highly in demand, the photographer Josie got, and People are really excited when they're able to get her for their escape wedding, but she you can't be guaranteed that you're going to get somebody like that. So often people will bring in an outside photographer. And this is one interesting thing. 
They won't give you any credit for that in the escape package for not using the Disney wedding photographer, but they will allow you to swap those services for one of two photo packages. So if you brought your own photographer for the ceremony, you could swap out and use the Disney photographer for an enhanced family portrait session or for a dessert party photo session. So the family portrait session is a one hour session at one of the Disney resorts with one photographer and they give you a proofing website and an archival disc with you know full resolution images that you can print up to 30 by 40 inches and the copyright release. And you can actually make the reservation for this yourself by calling 407-934-4004. You don't have to have your planner make it for you as long as you schedule it for the week of your event and you just tell them what you're doing when you call to book the reservation. Now, the other thing you can swap for, which I think is a great advantage, is a dessert party photo session. A lot of times people add dessert parties to the evening of their escape events, and this will give you up to 90 minutes of photography with two photographers during the fireworks. So especially if you're at Epcot, where you can stand right in front of the fireworks show, this is a great way to get wonderful photos of the fireworks, and it's included in the price of your escape event. They give you a proofing website, and then I believe they charge you extra if you actually want to get the digital images on disk or USB. I don't think that that is included now, but definitely talk to your planner because they do change those things a lot. The one thing you cannot swap for is a Magic Kingdom or other in-park bridal portrait session. So often people will say, well, I don't want to use the photographer for my wedding, but how about you let me have a Magic Kingdom bridal portrait session instead? Unfortunately, they do not let you do this, but you can always add one of those for the full retail price of $2,125. So don't feel like, you know, you can't do one because you're an escape bride or anybody now, even people who aren't getting married at Walt Disney World, is allowed to do a bridal portrait session in their attire inside the theme parks before they open. It's just unfortunate that you can't swap or use any of the credit of the escape package to apply toward that. Oh, and one other thing I should mention, if you do decide to get an outside photographer to do your ceremony, you don't have to count them as a guest. Now, when we talk about officiants in a second, you'll hear that there are certain circumstances where your officiant might count as one of your 18 guests, but the outside photographer does not. Okay, so officiant, that is the one thing you really need to get married that is not included (laughs) in the package. It's pretty important, yeah. Yes, (laughs) but Disney does have a list of approved officiants, and if you choose someone off that list, you will be paying them, but they won't count as a guest, so they won't diminish your guest limit. And I actually have a whole show where I interviewed one of the Disney listed officiants about how you choose an officiant. They have a a variety of different types, different faiths. So you might want to check out that show to hear some ideas about how you would select somebody from the list. The price is usually around $250 to $300. Some officiants charge more, some charge less. And then the other thing you can do is you could have a friend or a family member become ordained online through the Universal Life Church, and they can then officiate because Florida has really loosey-goosey rules about who's allowed to officiate. But just know that that person will then count toward your guest list. Josie, how did you guys decide on an officiant? We took the list from Disney and typed them into Google, (laughs) very uh, meticulous here, and looked at each of their websites, and we ultimately chose Kevin Knox, who is, I think, the first one listed on the Disney list, and he gives discounts for on-property weddings, and we called him up, and he was really nice, and we were like, okay, sounds great. (laughs) So... It was, it was a pretty stress-free process for us. 
like I said, we looked at a few. Um, his website was very articulate. It had lots and lots of information. It had all of the steps to how to get your marriage license. And it was just really helpful. And so I kind of liked the additional information, not just about the officiant, but also about the process and destination weddings. And, oh, here are some online marriage counseling links for people who are interested. And we weren't interested, but I just liked that it was very um, complete. Like it had all of this information that we needed. And so we went with him and we were perfectly happy with him. We liked how he guided us through the day. He was like very particular, like, this is what we're going to do. He came in and he says to me, okay, so, you know, just remember two, 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 two hands, two eyes, two kisses, like look at each other. Don't look at me. Hold your hands. You're going to kiss twice. (laughs) And he just made it, you know, kind of funny, but also, really just simple and easy to remember and at one point my husband started looking at him while he was talking you know a natural thing to do and he like really quietly like nudges him and he's like no look at her (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I thought that was really funny but also just really cute you know we we liked him a lot I liked that he had all of these ceremony packages that were kind of like preset but you could also put together your own ceremony so we ended up combining a semi-traditional ceremony with a non-denominational ceremony and so we took two of his examples and we added some of our own stuff and so it was really nice that he gave you all of these additional resources like here are some things that people like to use you know you can use it you cannot use it and we kind of went through and planned the whole thing out that way I wouldn't have really known where to start without his package options to get us kind of moving so he just made it really easy and so we were really happy with him that's great wow okay so what is the timeline of the day Basically, about 30 minutes before the ceremony, you will do your bridal portraits either together or separate, unless, like Josie, you add additional photography before then. Your guests will all assemble in the lobby of the nearest hotel, so the Grand Floridian for the wedding pavilion, the Yacht Club for Yacht Club Gazebo, and the Boardwalk for Seabreeze Point. When you do the Canada Terrace, I'm not sure which hotel they stage you at. It could be Boardwalk, and then everybody would get on the van there, and it would take you backstage at Epcot for that. And then the last person who arrives at the site, your guests go down, then the groom goes down with the officiant. The last person to arrive at the site is the bride. And that might be in the carriage or that might just be walking down from the boardwalk to the Seabreeze Point. The ceremony lasts about 10 to 15 minutes. It's not super long. One of the reasons people like the escape package is it's pretty short and sweet. And then it's immediately followed by this cake and champagne reception. So they will have chairs and tables for your guests. They don't have to stand around. If you are married at one of the outdoor resort locations or Canada, they set that up right there. So you just turn around and everything you need is right there. If you're at the wedding pavilion, generally they will transfer you over to the Grand Floridian Convention Center. But Josie, it sounds like for you guys, did you use the portico or whatever that's right outside the wedding pavilion? We did. And you can, I don't know, they told us not to tell anybody about that because they don't (laughs) like to to let people do that. (laughs) We had a little back and forth about this issue because I uh, was originally going to be put on Commander's Terrace and I didn't want to be outside. My husband's parents are elderly and we just knew that they would be not well in 90 degree heat if they had to be outside for an, any kind of extended period. 
And one of the reasons that we chose the wedding pavilion was that everybody could be indoors the whole time. So we ultimately asked them not to put us on Commander's Terrace. And then they tried to get us to move our whole wedding over to Boardwalk in the resort. And I didn't want to do that, obviously, because I wanted to get married in the wedding pavilion. So they said that there was a conference or a convention or whatever, and they couldn't do it anywhere in the Grand Floridian. Then they were going to put us in Narcoosies in the lobby, but they would have been setting up for dinner service at that time, and they thought it might be loud. So then they nixed that idea, and ultimately they ended up just putting us right outside the wedding pavilion between where the bride and groom get ready. Yeah, I don't know what that, or like the staging area, I don't know what it's called. But so they set up tables and chairs and did our cake and champagne celebration there so that we could still be in the wedding pavilion, basically. And if the people didn't want to come outside, they could still kind of be right in that entryway to the wedding pavilion. And so I, I, this is definitely not an option for people. And I think that it's not something that you hear very often. I've never heard of anybody else, even in all the bride groups that has had that experience. It is really beautiful though. So it worked out nicely for our photos that we kind of, you know, got that extra time to hang out at the wedding pavilion, but they were very specific that, you know, like I shouldn't be telling people that this <laughs> happened and it's not an option. And yeah, so I don't know. Well, you know, it's interesting because back in the day when they first started doing weddings, that's where they had all of the receptions was under that port cashier there. But I think probably because they like to turn around the wedding pavilion so quickly now, they don't like to have to set up chairs and tables and everything because there might be another wedding coming in so soon. So that's interesting that you got to do what used to be the standard, but now is this, you know, sort of special one-off thing. Right. <laughs> Interesting. So, but generally, if your cake and champagne event goes as planned, it would just be right there. Like at Seabreeze Point there, you can set up on the lawn. At Yacht Club Gazebo, there's a little lawn there. At Canada Terrace, you just turn around from where they have the chairs and under the windows, they set up the cake table. And so you do a cake cutting. If you're going to have a character appearance, they'll pose with you while you cut the cake. The characters will be there for no longer than 30 minutes. And that includes travel time to the dressing room. I've never heard anybody complain that they weren't there long enough, but that's just something to know. And then you can do ceremonial first dances, so with each other, with the parents, and then take photos with the characters or, you know, with your guests. And then when that is done, they will box up your cake and put it in your limo and you are on your own. <laughs> yeah. So after that, what do you want to do? Well, we talked a little bit about restaurant reservations. Josie made a restaurant reservation that worked out really well. You can wear your bridal gown at any restaurant except inside the parks. Some people are allowed into the parks in bridal attire, but I wouldn't chance it because you don't want to get there and be turned away. So just know that if you want to all go to Cinderella's Royal Table after the wedding, you're going to need to change out of your bridal gown. And of course, you would need admission to the park. But many of the resort restaurants are a great option. Some of them are not open at lunchtime, like I mentioned earlier. So just check that beforehand when you make your reservation. But a restaurant reservation is an easy way and an inexpensive way to have a meal directly following your escape collection. 
The other thing you can do at some restaurants is they have a private room. So if you have the passporter in the escape chapter, I have a list of all the restaurants that have private rooms and how much the food and beverage minimums are. Some of them don't have actual rooms. They just sort of have a private area. And some of them, like if you go to the Disney Springs restaurants during the middle of the day, often they are so empty and so dead that it's like having a private room, even though they don't have one. So that might be a good option. I recommend the Wave private room because it has a very low food and beverage minimum and it's open for lunch. So if you have a midday ceremony, it's very easy to combine that. It's like having a private event, but it's not as expensive as having a catered event through Disney. Now, if you do want to have a catered event through Disney, you would just plan that through your wedding planner, and he or she will add on everything you need. As we mentioned earlier, it's only for two hours, and it's just eating. There will be a minimum expenditure that depends on what room you pick. So, you know, some of the smaller places at the Grand Floridian Convention Center are going to be cheaper than some of the bigger rooms. They will send you menus, but you can completely customize them. So don't worry that if you don't like the menu they sent. You can just have the chef change it. And again, you can't have a DJ and dancing or make it like you're trying to have a mini wishes event without actually paying for a mini wishes event. (laughs) Now, the other thing that people like to add to escape events is a dessert party. And that would also be planned through your wedding planner, but you could choose to plan it through Disney's catered events instead. And why would you want to do that? One reason that people often plan these through Disney's catered events instead of through Disney's fairy tale weddings is that DCE does not have a mandatory viewing fee. So Disney's fairy tale weddings has started charging everybody but the bride and groom a $10 viewing fee for in-park dessert parties. So Epcot basically, Fantasmic occasionally. Whereas Disney catered events will only charge you a $12.95 fee for people who don't have park admission. So if all of your guests are annual pass holders, you can save a ton of money that way. However, if you plan a dessert party through Disney catered events and not through Disney's fairy tale weddings, you will not be allowed to wear your bridal attire inside the park. For some people, that's the deal breaker, and they plan through Disney's fairy tale weddings because they want to have photos in their gown or their tux in front of the fireworks. Now, if you are doing a wishes dessert party, which doesn't take place in the park, they're held at the Contemporary or the Grand Floridian, then the point is moot because you can wear whatever you want, and uh, it's probably easiest to plan that through Disney's fairy tale weddings anyway. (laughs) So if you're interested in dessert parties, I have a whole episode on how to plan them, and I'll put a link in the post for this show. Also, just know that if you do a private event, whether it's a catered meal after your escape wedding or a dessert party, all the prices are the same for escape and wishes. So if you have Passporters, Disney Weddings, and Honeymoons, if you look in the additional events chapter, chapter five, all the prices for the various dessert party locations in Epcot, at Fantasmic, those are all going to be the same. It's not going to be different because you're having an escape event. So you can find out how much it would cost you just by looking in that chapter. And if you want prices for add-ons to your escape event, like you want to add an arbor, you want to add candles floating in water or something, you want to add different types of transportation, flip to the Wishes chapter of Passporters, Disney Weddings, and Honeymoons, and I have all of those prices listed in there so that you can figure out, okay, how much above and beyond the escape package price am I going to pay if I add these things? We didn't do a dessert party. We talked about it, and ultimately we ended up buying a bunch of desserts and taking them to our resort pool and kind of having a pool party after dinner. And we, you know, there's a bar there. We were able to bring champagne, and that's it. that was what we did for our celebration. And it was inexpensive and really fun, and it worked out great for us. So. 
That is a great tip. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're not disturbing other guests and you're a guest at the resort, there's no problem. I hear of people, you know, they order a bunch of pizzas from room service or something and they maybe do it as a welcome party. So that is a really great tip. Yeah, it was super fun. So basically, you can do so much to customize your escape collection that you're practically having a wishes, and that might be where you decide, should I upgrade to wishes? <laughs> because the difference is that with escape, although you can add a ton of stuff, you're not going to get as much hand-holding, and you're not going to have as much ability to customize, and you'll have to do a lot of the legwork yourself. So sometimes people start looking at the numbers, and they realize it wouldn't cost that much more to upgrade to a wishes, especially if they can do a mini wishes, which has a lower minimum expenditure and is available on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday during the low season. And so that might be a better option for you than escape. So it could be that you do all your investigation and you figure out, you know, maybe we'll do a mini wishes instead. We can have more people and we'll have more customization. And I have a whole show on that. The mini wishes overview show talks about, you know, what the requirements are, what the pricing would be like. So you can research that. But escape is great if you don't want to have to do a lot of customization or planning. If you just want Disney to take care of everything, you want to check off a couple things on a list, this is a great way to have everything you need for a wedding at Disney for one low price. Just know that because escape is so easy for Disney to plan, you are not going to have a lot of contact with your planner. It's mostly going to be through email. And if you do have questions, you need to ask them because they're not going to volunteer a lot of stuff. And for some people, this is the deal breaker. They want to have that personalized planning experience, and that's why they bump up to wishes. So just something to investigate, and I will put links to podcasts about all the different types of Disney weddings, including mini wishes, in the post for this show. Yeah, just about the planner and the contact. I know a lot of people say that they didn't have much contact, but I actually had a lot of contact with my planner leading up to our escape package wedding. I chose an escape wedding also because I was finishing grad school and I was busy and I wanted to check boxes, frankly. <laughs> I didn't want to spend hours and hours, you know, pouring over silverware and whatever. I just didn't want to do that. But our planner was really awesome. I spoke to her on the phone a couple times. We emailed a lot. And she was very responsive. And I know that's not the experience that everyone has. But for me, I, I felt like she gave me just as much attention as she would have given any wishes bride. So I appreciated that. That's really great to hear. And hopefully that'll be the experience of everybody who's planning an escape collection event. Well, Josie, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think you've offered a lot of great insights and tips for anyone who's considering an escape collection event, and I really appreciate your taking the time. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>